Episode 12 of the World of FPGA Podcast. To design an SOC is quite different from designing only a single device like a microcontroller, a processor or an FPGA. The high-level workflow is topic of this episode. Welcome to the World of FPGA Podcast. I'm your host, David Kirchner, and I will lead you through the world of FPGA. And now, let's begin. Developing an SOC has more parts than other developments. For example, like you're developing an application, or today called only app, um, or you are creating a controller program for microcontroller, or something like that, SOCs contain multiple different systems. That's because it's a system on a chip. And in this podcast series, actually, we're talking about SOCs, which combining an FPGA with, for example, an ARM core. So we have at least an FPGA de development and an ARM development. Maybe also the configuration and generation of an uh, operation system. Since I'm very firm in Silinx components and the development system from Silinx, we will now dive into the workflow of Silinx Vivado. But in my opinion, other systems will work quite similar. So how would this workflow looks like? Starting your computer, grab a cup of coffee, log in and start Vivado. <laughs> All right, let's put joking aside. Starting from we have all open. We create a new project and also a new block design. This is not a must have, but it's quite easier to um, have this block design and throwing all the blocks from Silings into this design. For example, we're putting our processing system into it. We have our microblaze and we have also, uh, or we can also use other soft IP core processors uh, we can put into our uh, design. But if you have a sync, sync the SOC from Silings combining an FPGA and an two ARM cores, then it's, uh, you will normally use, want to use the ARM core. And for this, you put your processing system IP block into your design. After that, you're connecting the logic things and the interfaces and create your, maybe your system you want to have later on. And never forget constraints for pinout and timing. And after you have created your logic design, I call it logic design because in the Zync it's the PL, it's a, it is a programmable logic part. The other side is the PS, the processing side. <laughs> so you have the PS and PL. And after creating your logic, you can now synthesize this and you can run through the implementation of your design. After that, you can generate the bitstream and everything and if everything is correct you will have at the end a bit file for your logic design 
And now you have to export the design, which also includes the bitstream. And now we are done. We have our FPGA design done. That's the one part of the SSC design. And now we have to switch to our software development system. In the Silence world, this could be for uh, until the version 2018 or 2019. It's what the SDK. And today it is Vitis. But the workflow for both systems is nearly the same. So I will go through also in a, in a top level manner, not too deep into the tools. So we have to import first our created and exported hardware. This is, um, I haven't mentioned it. This is the file silings uh, has the file extension X, um, XSA and it is a zip file. <laughs> if you are changing the ending to zips, you can just open it with your program of your choice. And in this zip file is included the bitstream. There is included all the code you need to initialize your processing system. Um, you have some system information also about your block design and so on. So there are a lot of information the the software development system needs to create your program. So after, after you have created uh, imported your hardware, um, you can now create your uh, platform and your software project. There are two different things here. We have on the one hand the platform on which our software is running and we have our, yeah, our software project we want to create. Most time you will need a first stage bootloader. In short, it's called FSBL. And this FSBL is used from the FPGA to load the bitstream into the FPGA and also to load the application into the RAM. And today we will only create a bare metal application. A bare metal application is uh, a running program without an operating system, so like we have most time in microcontroller applications or things like that. So, and if you have only a single program you want to run, which is uh, going step by step through its uh, source, uh, through its, um, yeah, so it's through its code, then a bare metal application could be the choice, uh, the right choice for you. Another, um, Another area where bare metal applications could be very interesting are real-time applications. Yes, I know there are real-time operating systems which running uh, with specific timing informations. But um, on the other hand, if you have a more or less simple application where you, where you are um, communicate with the other systems and then doing something, then communicate, then doing something, that's also good to implement in a bare metal application running on an ARM core. Well, this is possible to run two different applications because, for example, in a Zync you have two independent ARM cores. Other SOCs have maybe much more cores and they can run more applications. And it could be an idea to have one core for your communication stuff and one core for your 
real-time control of your system. Well, and after compiling your platform uh, together with the FSBL and your applications you want to put, um, you can now combine everything into one block. So you have a combination of your application binaries and your FPGA bitstream in one file. And this one file you can, for example, program into your uh, into your flash memory on your FPGA, on your SOC board, or you can put it on an SD card if your system can boot from it and uh, then run your system. Well, that's all for today. Just give you an idea and introduction into this, um, into development of an SOC. In the next episode, we will talk about embedded systems and there we can use a lot of our learnings from today. I hope you have much fun and if you're searching for more information, just go to the show notes and you will find them on together with the with my newsletter on world-of-fpga.com slash WFP012. If you found this episode helpful, please rate it on Apple Podcasts and share it with your colleagues and friends. That's the end of the today's podcast episode. Thank you for listening and for your attention. So I say goodbye here next time, your David Kirchner.